John from Fat Sex here. Today I want to talk about AI content. I don't have a crystal ball. I am going to talk about it based on my best guesses and what I plan to do for 2023, but I want you to please keep in mind this is a quickie, quickly evolving issue in web publishing, in coding, in a lot of aspects where content is involved. So AI content looms large for many of us. It's amazing, it's incredible tech, and it's scary at the same time. I mean, the irony is that it presents opportunities as well as threats for all of us, not just content producers, but all sorts of jobs where there is writing and content and analysis and so forth involved. I mean, think I think coders are kind of in a similar boat to us. AI can generate code for all different types of software. And so they're faced with, well, are the jobs obsolete or is this going to be a really cool tool that we're going to be able to do our job a whole lot better? I don't really know. I don't know the answer to that. I'd like to think that AI is going to be this really cool tool and it's going to provide us some really awesome opportunities to make and publish better websites, but who knows? So so today I want to get into what I'm doing, what type of content I'm moving forward with in 2023, and some alternative suggestions if that isn't really in your wheelhouse. So, you know, a part of me right now really just wants to wind up the AI software, throw in some software, figure out some systems and like literally publish 100,000 articles a month and build out like 50 or 100 websites with thousands of articles and just rank, rank, rank and pull in as much traffic as fast as possible through Google. But I'm resisting that urge to do that. that. That is a strategy and people are doing it. I don't really know how long-term that strategy is. Uh, it's it's certainly enticing because it's easy. It's it's an easier way to go about publishing. I'm choosing, I don't really want to say it's an opposite avenue, but it is a different avenue and it's more of a bespoke and I will get into the details shortly. So I think before I go into that, I, I, wanted, I want to talk about something interesting that I learned over the holidays recently and that, you know, AI content is is looming really large in our minds as content producers, as writers, as bloggers, as probably freelance writers and so forth, and even coders. And, you know, it's in the media big time and it looms large with us and we don't know where things are going and what's going to happen when search pages incorporate this into them. That's happening and that's going to happen. And are people going to visit websites? And these are all these questions that we have. And I think that there are extreme, there are people who believe in one extreme and on the opposite extreme. And at the end of the day, and I think like with so much out there, it's going to fall somewhere in the middle. At least that's the optimist in me believing that. And I'm trying to set up things to so that it works out that way. But, you know, with all the media hype, and it's deserved because it's really cool technology. I mean, it was a quantum leap with the, with the chat GPT 3.5. Let's face it. I mean, it's actually like we're no longer... When, when it spits out content, there's no, there's no problem with the, with the grammar and the writing and everything. I mean, it's spot on. It's really good. The content isn't always excellent itself. It's often general and not specific, and it can't produce a lot of different types of content. And these are where I think for us, the opportunities lie. But at the end of the day, it reads well. It's, it's correct. And if it, 
is able to provide all the detail that that needs to be answered in a particular query. It does a really good job with that. So it, it is deserve deserving of a lot of media attention. But let's also keep in mind that the people that produce the media are online publications like like ourselves and the writers and so forth. And so it's really looming large in our in all of us right now. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Even the largest publications on the internet are sitting there thinking, hmm, where is this all going to, right? So it gets a lot of media attention because it looms large with all of us, okay? So the, the question is, is will, will this replace website and websites? And, and, and I think I think we can look already to how where Google has been going the last few years with all the snippets. I know I visit probably at least 50% fewer websites just because of all the, all the information that Google provides in the search pages from the snippets. Uh, you know, anything factual or anything like that. Google's already doing it. It's just pulling it from websites and we don't even visit websites really. We get all these answers, right? So, so for sure, there is no question in my mind when, when chat, uh, AI bots get added to search pages, it's, a lot of queries are going to be answered instantly and people are not going to visit websites, okay? But there are a lot of queries and information that chat can't provide. So interestingly, over holidays, I went to a bunch of social functions and I was showing people who aren't in this business at all. They do totally different things and they weren't even aware of this at all. They had never heard of it. I was showing them on my phone. I'd be like, here, here's my phone. Type in some a question or whatever. And it would spit out the answer as it does. Not one person was amazed by it. They weren't even that remotely interested in it. And I doubt they've even gone back to use it. And it's free, which was illuminating for me. I didn't expect that. I, I, I thought people would be like, whoa, this is really cool. I mean, that that's what so many of us are like, but we're in the content business, right? But they weren't that particularly interested in it. And, and even some people were like, oh, this is, this is actually kind of lame. It's not even really giving me any in information that's really useful and the, their queries were more looking for like opinions and looking forward and that sort of thing as a lot of people do search into google and and that right there is where i think at least for me that is where i'm going okay so i'm going to give you a quick list of the types of content that i'm adjusting toward now now I've, I've i've often produced most of this over the years but it was in conjunction with a lot of the basic q a stuff now the q a stuff is probably where i'm actually not doing much of that going forward because if if ai content is good at anything it's good at basic q a right now and so i don't see that there's a huge future in q a once people start embracing and using this okay so so i'm going away from that and that that is a significant shift because that is the type of a lot of the keywords that i've been finding and going after over the years okay so i just have to accept the fact that that's probably not the best content going forward so what am i doing well i'm 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 moving toward uh, current events, news-oriented uh, type of content within my niche, developments, tech, announcements, new products, this sort of thing. I'm trying to become a little bit more of a news, current event-oriented niche site in the space. Now, I never really, this is this is one arena I, I didn't delve into much in the past because it's not really evergreen and I really do prefer evergreen, but hey, times are changing. And I also believe that this is the type of content that Google likes sites to have now now this is not this is not 
set out by Google anywhere. This is, this is merely anecdotal for me thinking about this. And sites that produce news and that timely information and current events and so forth may only have a 48 hour time span, intra span, may only have a week span. But this is telling Google, hey, there's actually people behind this website. And to Google right now, that's important because Google officially doesn't want to rank AI content. That could change. But for now, that's Google's position. And so if a site is producing current content based on current events and news and so forth, Google might, might, the operative word, look favorably on that site. So I'm doing that. And not only that, it plays well with the other traffic avenues. And I, and and where I want to bring my site is from a niche site that manages to get a lot of traffic into a go-to site where people can get this type of information. Now, whether I achieve that, that remains to be seen. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hands-on work. And so news-oriented content is labor-intensive. It requires my oversight and it is not evergreen. So <laughs> those are the reasons I never covered it much, but I'm doing some of that right now. The other thing I'm doing is opinion-based content. Now, I've always done this, but I really want to turn my site into a, a site where this is this is swinging for the fences now, and that is being thought-based leaders, whether it's writers I hire or myself that writing for the website where we're putting out opinions and conjecture and thinking about the future and whatever it is that we're writing about, people will come to it and appreciate it and you know, they may disagree, but at least it's not just factual type of content, but there's thought and there's editorials and there's and all that. And AI can't do that, and but I can and writers can, and so I'm moving into that. And not only that, I've always I've always enjoyed producing opinion based content. So for me, it's not a big deal. I actually, if I'm going to sit down and write something for my sites, that's the type I tend to gravitate to. I am opinionated, and I do like expressing that. So so that's actually a very good fit for me. So I'm going into that direction now. The next type of content is a big maybe. I don't really know, but my thinking of it is this, and it's product reviews. It's the typical affiliate type content. I think there's a, a pretty strong future for it now, but it's nuanced, okay? So I think individual reviews of products are going to work and be successful for the long term because AI can't really do that at this point, okay? However, interestingly enough, I think that Roundup, product roundups, you know, the best X for Y sort of stuff, best lawnmowers for small yards, blah, blah, blah. I think the roundups are probably going to have their days numbered. I think AI is going to spit that out. I'm not sure how AI is going to do it. it. It actually doesn't matter, right? Once people, once the masses believe in and, and they have faith and they trust what AI content is being spit out, and they rely on it, they're going to rely on, let's say it spits out five lawnmowers suggested. If people are going to rely on it, they're not going to go to websites. They're not going to look any further than that. Okay. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen where a lot of people are going to start trusting the information that AI spits out. And I, so I think that the roundups will be something that people will rely on, but because AI can't physically use a specific product or software, whatever it is, 
the actual individual reviews will probably have some long-term success. And so that is a, a avenue I'm moving towards as well. All right, so the next type of content would be any type of content that demonstrates something that that people need to actually do something. Now, the classic of that is the how-to, how-to tutorials, right? AI can't do that. Now, I say that with a caveat because you can you can type in a lot of how-to queries into AI and it's going to spit out the steps. It'll tell you exactly how to do it. Now, it's generally going to be more, for more simpler and you're not necessarily going to know that, that those are the right steps and that you're going to that it's going to work for who's ever following it, but it does, it does do that. And it's the same with recipes. I'm going to spit out any types of recipes, which are really just a form of how to. So I think if you're going to move in the how to, you're going to have to probably choose stuff where you actually really need to demonstrate that you're doing it. And so that, so that your audience would want to see photos or video or both of you actually doing it and the end result and so forth. And they wouldn't necessarily rely on just an AI output. And so these are probably going to be more involved types of how to's. Now I'm doing quite a bit of these, these days, and there are a lot of moving parts and it's fairly expensive but I'm hopeful that it's going to have longevity and get a lot of traffic. And it's not the only type of content I'm doing, but I am doing it. I'm testing it. And all of the stuff that I've just listed here, uh, there are types of content that I'm testing. I'm not entirely sure what is going to have the most success. And uh, I may not do it all in six months. There may be one or two that I drop off. Who knows? So stay tuned. This is one of these, this is a, a critically evolving topic, especially through 2023 and potentially beyond. Okay. So I think the litmus test you want to uh, use when you're deciding what type of content that you should publish that people will want to visit your site for be is really simply just put yourself in your audience's shoes, you know, and ask yourself what type of content would you be satisfied with that is AI generated and what would you prefer to be read by a person? You choose the type of content that you would prefer to be read by a person or, or generated by a person. And that's the content you should do. Now, it's not always, always clear. Okay. So I want to, I want to step through a, an example here. Okay. So because this doesn't mean that keyword research in a traditional sense is dead. I think there's a lot of room for keyword research. It's still an important part of my process, okay? And I'm going to give you one example, and I think this works really well, okay? So let's take the keyword tennis versus squash, all right? It's a versus-based uh, keyword. Now, if you put that into an AI chat, it's going to spit out actually a pretty good answer. It'll tell you uh, information about the court and the equipment you're going to need. You could follow up with the scoring and the rules and calories burned and all of these aspects of both tennis and squash. That's the type of content that actually AI excels at. Okay. But that doesn't mean that's not the approach that I would take this. I would, I, I would do my keyword research. I would find the tennis versus squash keyword. And that's, that's actually not a bad keyword if I ran a sports or tennis or squash website and I would target that. Okay. But I wouldn't target in the traditional sense where I would write all of the stuff that AI could generate. Now, I, this is actually also a really good example of a type of article where I would I would probably have no problem actually incorporating some AI content that is spit out into the article itself because it is relevant and it's correct and it's good content. But I would take the article further and I wouldn't title it and angle it strictly as tennis versus squash, okay? Instead, I might I might change the title to something like 
I've played tennis with squash for 30 years and I much prefer one over the other. Here's why. Okay. So I think that type of title really plays into the intent of the search more than just tennis versus squash uh, pros and cons or something like that. Right. Because there's a lot of different types of intent behind tennis versus squash. There might be um, what burns more calories? Uh, what are the scoring differences or are the same? What's the similarities? What's the difference in the courts? Now, the courts are vastly different, but somebody who's never played either might have no clue about that. The, the fact that they're both racket sports, that's their similarity really from there. It's it's quite, quite different uh, of a sport. So I think a lot of the search intent behind it would be people who would be interested in learning, you know, someone's opinion as to which one they like and why, all right? So I'd be the perfect candidate to write such an article because I've played both sports for 30 years and I still play them, all right? So I could talk about, you know, the, the meat of the article, I could incorporate my own data as to which one do I play more often. That speaks volumes as to which one I probably prefer. But there's also issues like court availability where I am, right? Um, in the summer, sometimes it's hard to get a tennis court, but all the indoor Squash courts are totally available. Uh, there's a cost aspect. Your public tennis courts are free, but the private courts are very expensive and so on and so forth, right? And there's climate. If you live in Arizona, well, you, you know, tennis, you can play year round. Where I live in Vancouver, where it rains much of the year, squash is, I'm going to play more squash because it's indoors. Sorry. So these are, the, these are the aspects I could write about that AI couldn't. So I could really create kind of a hybrid article where the meat of it is really my personal experience on writing it to the person who wants to know the difference and what's better and why it's better and so forth. But then I could add the sort of nuts and bolts type stuff that the AI would, would roll out. And so this is a perfect example of the human and AI generated content that would result in a really good article, right? So that is my approach right now. Now I've been playing around with a lot of this. I can't say I have a whole lot of results uh, yet. And, you know, as results take time to materialize, I'm not sure what's going to work, but I'm putting this out there just to, because I know a lot of people are, have the similar questions that I do and where we're we going with this. Give me an update. Things are going to evolve, but you're going to really have to sort of find your own way within your niche as to what's going to work. So another question that is pretty common with this whole AI thing is what about just blasting out as much as AI content as humanly possible and just build out sites. Now, I actually think this is a viable strategy and I considered it. Now I'm not doing it. All right. But it's a viable strategy, but you're going to really need to come up with systems and software to do it well. Now you're going to have to think multi, multi-site strategy because some of these sites are, are not going to do well. You might consider age domains. Now, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of age domains, but that might help this whole process. This is, this is again, like what I'm doing with more of the bespoke content model. This is something where you also have to test. You know, you don't really know. How, do you need to do some some slight editing or is there more editing involved or can you just copy and paste from AI and it'll work? I, I don't really know because I haven't really done that. Any, I have used AI content. I typically edit it and I roll it in with a article that uh, writers or myself have written. So it's for me, it's really a hybrid and it's not every article I'm publishing, but I can see the appeal of course of the whole, just this like, let's just go all AI and just go all out and publish thousands and thousands and thousands of articles. Now, what's interesting is let's say five years ago, if you were the only person who had the AI machine and nobody else had it, I mean, imagine <laughs> the competitive advantage you would have had back then. 
but that's not the case. Everybody has access to this. Google is dealing with it. I'm not entirely sure how they're dealing with it. They, they, one way is they're, they, it's against their guidelines, so they don't want to rank or index sites that they deem to be AI generated. I don't think Google can spot it all, but that's that's what they say. So you know you're going to have to do a multi-site strategy, and some are, aren't, aren't going to work. It's hopefully some work, and if you get a few that work, well then then it works, and then and then you've got a viable business, right? So the reason I'm not doing this there's really two reasons. All right, first off, I'm I'm moving toward the type of website I would really love to publish. I've, I've, I'm retrenching. I'm focusing more on just one new site as well as FatSacks. FatSacks is my fun fun site I kind of do. And my main niche site is my bread and butter. And so I'm I'm really moving toward Bespoke because that's the type of website I publish. And, and, and as corny as it sounds, I, I would love to publish a site that delights and that it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do, but a site where people actually want to go to and they check out stuff. They want to read the opinions. They want to see uh, any of the, the news oriented stuff that we're doing a go to site. Now that doesn't mean I, I hope to have to just rely hundred percent on direct traffic and other channels such as Facebook or Pinterest and that I'm, I'm working on growing that traffic, but at the end of the day, I love Google search traffic. Uh, I, I, I believe, I, I, believe search engines are going to have their place and they're going to drive lots of traffic to sites going forward. But I do think we need to be proactive and think about alternative avenues of traffic as well. The other reason is, is I am working my main niche site in tandem with a new local business that I started and really quality is paramount. I, because this is, this is in a way I'm trying to use my main niche site to help drum up business locally and it really needs to be killer, killer content in order for that to work. So that's a, for me, it's a very, very compelling reason to go move toward more of the bespoke. It's a lot of hands-on for me. I'm, I'm much more involved than day to day, but that's necessary at this point. So, the, so, the, so I have strong reasons to move in that direction, but that's not to say, you know, I'm not interested in just firing up AM, publishing tons and tons of websites and content. And you might be wondering, well, why don't you might be wondering, well, why don't you just do both? Well, it's it's hard because I, I think if you're really gonna make the the volume AI content strategy work, I, I think you need to put in a, a huge effort. You want to put in systems in place, you're gonna have to hire certain people. I think some editing is needed, not not high level editing, but some editing. And maybe there's even a way to systematize the editing so that it doesn't get picked up by any search engines, whether that's even possible, they detect AI. But anyways, you're going to have to set up systems to be able to create vast, vast amounts of content that you can publish. I mean, they're still getting the images. They're still the copying, the pacing and, and the formatting and all of that. You know, that doesn't just happen automatically. That that also needs to be done. So you need to set up the systems. That's a lot of work. I don't want to juggle that plus trying to build up more of a bespoke um custom more of a customized type niche site which is what i'm working towards so i'm just focusing on one or the other it doesn't mean six months down the road i decide hmm maybe let's fire it up and let's try it i'm i'm, I'm always i'm always game for trying different things and, and it may come to that so am i using AI? absolutely i i get a lot of great ideas from using ai i even roll in some of the content into some some of my articles that i'm writing or that writers are writing uh it's it's a very effective tool I'm optimistic that it will remain a very effective tool for us, but I also think we need to be aware of, you know, the threats, what threats uh, it, it generates toward content publishers because 
you know, I, I think when, when we look back in this business, I've been in a long time, so I, I've seen things come and go and what used to work doesn't work anymore. And we've got, we've got to adapt to this. It's, it's like any business, you, you have to adapt. But for instance, um, you know, an example is when the ad blockers came out. And a lot of people were like, and even I briefly thought, oh, gee, you know, that's the end of the display ad revenue. Well, you know what? The whole ad blocker was a nothing, a big, big nothing. Sure, people use it, but not everyone uses it. In fact, a small percentage of people use it. My ad revenue has only gone up since then. So that that was a, a big nothing. So, you know, but let's let's think about in terms of how content has changed over, over the years, even now. You need to publish better content than we had to eight years ago to rank in Google. And I think a huge development several years ago was Google snippets. I mean, that, that took a lot of traffic away from specific type of sites. Think your calculator sites, think your weather sites, dictionary sites, um, general fact sites, all of that type of any simple basic factual information Google now generates. So really... AI content is is it like entirely new right now? No, not at all. It's it's actually Google's been generating content for its vis- visitors for years already. It's nothing new, and and I it certainly have kept me from visiting other websites. I just think it's probably going to be more widespread once once the the whole chat AI be, gets loaded up in the search pages. But I'm 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 optimistic that people are still going to continue to visit websites and, and go to their uh, go to these websites, but you know, if if people are looking to read people and their opinions, and let's say you do a review site and they want to know that you know this is not an AI review, but it's that it's you, you have to demonstrate that, and it's gonna it's good it's gonna be a lot of boiling down to you demonstrating that there are people behind the site, and of course you can fake it. We can all we can all make up a site where with, with fake personas and all that, you pull the wool over your eyes. Or you can just actually create the site that is with real people behind it. And that's the direction I'm moving for now. Who knows? I don't know what the future holds, but for now, that is my big effort. Thanks for listening.